humans, avatars, and other assorted creatures of the internet. It is January 29th. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report. Direct message live from Blaze TV Studios here in Dallas, Texas. Look at me. Do I look like a free man? Isn't there a lightness that you can see? I feel free. Welcome to Texas. I am in Texas with Blaze TV hosts. You know them. You love them. Glenn Beck, Stu Bergery, Sarah Gonzalez. First time for you guys. That's Bergier. And nobody can ever say <laughs> no, it. I thought I was so doing So we a... always say, no, we always, everybody always <laughs> I... introduces him, and, and it's a new way every time. Mm -hmm. I, I only have one thing on the prompter, which is the name. It is. <laughs> Even though I know your name. But, not, I, but that's not, Bergier. I mean, it is. That's, that's what it's spelled, that's what it's but it spelled. doesn't look like that. Bergier. This is every time I got called to the nurse's office back in, uh, in middle school. I actually intentionally did that because I was trying to give you a little more cultural significance, like a, yes. some sort of, we have a foreigner with us. Yes. Otherwise, <laughs> Canadian spy. Otherwise, they're gonna say, I got just, well, Gonzalez, but go. still it's like, no, I don't know why it is. Right. Uh, I've been told I'm white passing, so white passing. Go. Exactly. It's actually <laughs> Gonzales. <laughs> how do I do on Beck? Beck is great. Only Nazis would be able to pr pronounce a German name correct. <laughs> the hard case. Yes. You know? All right, guys, these are my notes today. I got I got nothing because I thought if I can't figure out what to talk to you guys about for a half hour, then I'm, I'm not worth my salt. So. We are in a crazy time. I, I've done shows with all of you guys in the last couple of days about everything. So I'm gonna start this away from politics specifically. Like, how are you feeling just generally about the state of the world? Because I think that's what most people are thinking about. Like, they're looking at the GameStop thing, they're looking at the executive actions, they're looking at the lockdowns. And, it, and for the average person, which I only consider myself an average person. It's like, it all adds up to your life. How are you feeling just like the state of the world right now, Sarah? Uh, I feel like we're getting closer and closer to a national divorce, quite frankly. Um, I, know, I know Glenn here talks about civil war a lot, and I have to hope that it doesn't come to that. But the more, you know, I, every day, there's just something that's more and more divisive that comes out from, you know, the leaders of our country. And it's, it's a scary time. I was just telling them off air, you know, I have a four month old baby and I said. Who's here? Yes, who's here? Yeah. Who's here who traveled with me? This is like full working mom right now. Yeah. And um, I look at him every day and I'm like, was this the time to have a baby? You know, <laughs> the I mean, answer is yes. This? So wait, you think? can you can you go expand on that a little bit? Um, yeah, if if you've ever lived in my head, which Stu will tell you, you don't <laughs> want to. He's been, yeah. he's been there since 1997, <laughs> yeah. and he's so I mean therapy yes. like crazy. Um, it's a dark place where we're headed, um, and and I have to tell you that I I believe in God, um, but I also believe in man, he will find a way to survive in the worst. And we are, I mean, if you think of what people went through in Poland, and they, I mean, real oppression, real gulags, all these things, we're talking about digital gulags. Yeah. They found a way to communicate. They found a way to um, spread the message. They found a way, we're not even close to that. And I think that with what we saw with Wall Street, that's telling a lot of the people, especially the people who watched their parents go through 2008, maybe lost their business, lost their house, whatever, lost a lot, lost their jobs, and they saw the big banks being bailed out. Then they, they've seen it again with COVID. All the big guys get bailed out, but mom and dad lost their jobs, lost yep. their fortune, you know. Those people who have seen that, they know it's the big players that are the problem. And when you 
tell them directly, you can't win. You can't win because we will, we will take away your tools. The 20-somethings are not people like me who I'm like trying to figure out the remote control. They will find a way in and we will have a new birth of freedom that will actually mean something again. Yeah. Because my generation doesn't know what real freedom is and we don't certainly know what real captivity is. Well, the irony of course is that when the young people find those new means of freedom, which is exactly what happened with the Robin Hood app, they were finally getting in on the game, the system comes in and literally shuts down the app, shuts down the groups. You'll have to shut else. down the entire internet. It's yeah. like Bitcoin. Mm. You're never going to get rid of it. How are you feeling on that uplifting note? Uh, I, he, uh, he's always inspiring. I was, uh, always makes me happy. That was, a um, that was, that was my best, that was that was my best yeah. shot, yeah. guys. It all goes downhill from there. At the end, you'll never succeed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I no mean, you meant that they'll never they'll succeed. Never yeah, succeed. Yeah, they'll never succeed. They'll never succeed. They'll never succeed. can't shut yes. freedom down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think you, know, you could look at the world and see an unending hellscape pretty easily. Uh, I think the best way to answer that question, though, is to make your world smaller. You know, the small, when, mm -hmm. like, I, we were on vacation over Christmas break, and I really, like, I did, I almost pulled a Reuben. I almost <laughs> went full I Amish. Did. Um, you should. Yeah, and I, I try to disconnect as much as I can, and you know this better than anybody. You pull yourself out of this world, and you start thinking about your family and your friends and the things you enjoy. It, 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 it's easy to feel and understand that this is actually a really great time to be alive, right? I mean, it really so is. It is. It's, I mean, it's the greatest time to be alive. If any of us could be, you know, up in a pre-mortal world and they could say, any time, any place, from the creation to 2021, where and when would you want to be born? It'd be right now, right here. Maybe 2019. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 2019. <laughs> yes, yes, those were the, 2019 is the good old days. Yeah, yeah those Gosh. days don't come back. The bizarre situation we're in. Um, do you think we have to just totally rethink our relationship with big tech, that we had this thing for 20 years that was free, except it took our souls, and now finally we're realizing, Oh yeah, what was cool 20 years ago about reconnecting with your, you know, 7th grade friend, now you realize that in essence you hate them or they hate you because of some political issue, which is to your point about local. You hate them over something that neither one of you have any power over. Yeah, I, I do think that you're right. We are at a crossroads roads where we need to figure out what, you know, what big tech looks like from now, you know, going down the road, but I think that the problem is going to be uh what kind of hands government has in that, right? Because they're, yeah, they're, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes, this you is a very ominous yourself, painting yeah, I blended. did that. Yeah. That was 2018, 2019. It says 19 underneath it. I mean, look at it now. Yeah. You, now, when I first painted that, remember people were like, what does that represent? Now you look at it and you're like, oh, yeah. I got it. Yeah. I got friend. it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we. And, and what, I think that, no, go ahead, finish. Well, I was just gonna say, we look at who's in charge right now, and I know I don't want these people creating policies right. for big tech and what's gonna happen from now, you know, 10 years from now. I, that's terrifying. So I think it all boils down to, you know, what, what role the government has in that. And I go back to what I just said. On a, I don't know what's happening to me. I'm very hopeful all of a sudden. But I go back to what I was saying a minute ago. That it's, you know, Jefferson said, it's wrong of us to impose our will 
at the end of our life on the next generation. Every generation needs to choose it for themselves. That's why they had the amendments and that ability in the Constitution, because another generation would come and say, those are old ideas, I don't like it, let's change these things. Um, the next generation is not the hippie generation, which is now in charge, the yeah. people, the hippies from the 60s, they're just grabbing on and they're holding with everything that they have uh, and forcing it down everybody's throat. It's not my generation. It's not, a, it's not a matter of regulation, deregulation. It's not a matter of who's in power. We're entering a completely new time where the internet and technology will either be the greatest slave master mm -hmm. or the biggest Moses. And, you know, Dave, I started The Blaze in 2010 because I saw this coming. We were just way too early. Um, the time is right now, but at least we have the infrastructure, but we don't have all of it. Yeah. You are working on really, we're working on on it. really important tech, yeah. and together all of us are working on even more important tech down the road that you know, may take five or ten years and billions of dollars, but that's the secret. If, if, if we can have enough time and enough brains uh, and... Um, enough people that see a greater good than just getting rich, yeah. putting something together, then we win. Because the reason why tech is in, so, in such large and in charge is because they buy or destroy everybody who competes with them. Mm -hmm. So you, we gotta stop that. We have to be dedicated to do it and quietly build it and we'll dismantle Oppression. Not only freedom. not only buy and destroy, but as we've talked about with Robin Hood, they will destroy themselves yeah. in in the name of it. So since you're sitting next to hopeful Glenn Beck, <laughs> how many hours do you guys do in the studio together a day? Three hours? Four hours? Uh, three hours. Three, well, three hours. Yeah. Four hours. Mm -hmm. Are, are Seems you like are you feeling the hopefulness? <laughs> like, do you think there's enough time? For us to figure out some of the technological oh, please uh, answers. Please be hopeful than me. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how much hopefulness I can deal with on one show. <laughs> you know, I, I think there's a. Uh, I, I am really optimistic about a lot of this stuff. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm a big believer in free markets, and I do think that they, generally speaking, provide the solutions. There's a there's a level of government crackdown that can stop that, but like. You know, the question you brought up about how much how much involvement do we want government involved in big tech is such a, an interesting and difficult one for mm -hmm. conservatives in particular, because we all see what they're doing and yeah. it's wrong. And we can all stand up and say that this is wrong. They're silencing these voices. And there's that temptation to go and say, like, you know, maybe legislation's the right way to go. This is this, these people are such bad actors. We have to do something. But I go back to something that's that happened just as Biden was was taking um, office, which was, uh, you know, AOC. The world was healed. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, everything everything so got COVID, COVID was went cured. Away. Oh, the <laughs> racism. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, you know, uh, AOC and others were talking about what happened, you know, uh, over January 6th, and they were, of course, tying it to every conservative that ever wanted low taxes, and talking about how we have to. <laughs> shut these media sources down and 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 find ways to expand the FCC to do these things and all mm -hmm. this and it may it reminded me of when Trump 
was in office, and he was arguing for uh, for a widening of the libel laws. Mm -hmm. um, and all of us would agree that people were lying about Donald Trump, 100%. But if he was successful in that effort then, how would AOC be using that today? Oh, yeah. We always lose when we give the government more power. And uh, you Because know, we're on the side of freedom, actual freedom that is fair for everyone, that you're judged... Uh, you're, you're judged on the merits of the case, not who you are, not how much money you have. It's blind justice. We believe in that. So anytime you add more and more regulation, blind justice loses. So, so we, it's able to, they're able to manipulate it. Mm -hmm. So this is what we talked about on your show right over there a few minutes yeah. ago. So what do you do if, if we all believe in freedom, okay? And I think most people, I actually think if most people truly understood the issues and if, you, if they really could distill how they live their lives, Actually, most people are live and let live. I think it's just that we have this small minority of hysterical people amplified by algorithms and media that just keeps us all crazy. But for those of us that live that way, what do you do in a time when the other people don't? When, the, when even if it's not a ton of people, but the machinery just wow. keeps moving on you. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what he wrestled with. We, we talked about this on my show when I was last in the studio. So, but what do you do? What do you do? I mean, it's a good question. I think that, you know, you just have to keep, keep, keep on keeping on for <laughs> lack of a better term. I mean, I know that's kind of an, an old tired phrase, but um, you know that, you know, big tech, well, uh, let me take for instance, uh, I know someone who is also a police TV host, Elijah Schaefer. He's been getting hit recently a lot on, you know, many things, but one being that he's sharing real facts, real statistics about what is going on in the Biden administration, about the jobs that are being lost, and he's really getting hit hard by big tech yeah. uh, for, you know, missing context or whatever the case may be. Um, and, you know, it, you got you to keep on getting the word out. You got to keep on living your life. You've got to um, be secure in the, in the idea that freedom is, I think, an innate concept. I think we, we are born, you're not born thinking that you should be ruled by, you know, big government or, um, you know, slave to someone else. I think that freedom is this innate concept within us. And I think as, as long as we're, you know, the louder we vocalize that, the louder we vocalize um, these ideas that I think everyone can relate to, I think it will become easier to talk to one another because I, I think that people on the other side are very caught up in the idea that everyone who is a conservative is racist and homophobic and xenophobic and all of the phobics. And we are becoming <laughs> the exact opposite of right. that. We are starting to believe that everybody on the left yes, and that's is a Marxist point. communist that wants to put us yes. behind bars. Yes. So yeah. I think that, but I think that the more that we talk about these ideas of, you know, being free, I mean, that should be something that we can all talk about, that we can all agree on. And I think the louder we are about those types of ideas, maybe it, the more it will resonate with the other side. Yeah. What do you think about that? If you're generally a freedom-loving person, how do you hold your stake in the ground and say and do exactly what you said before, which is, okay, I'm going to focus on my local community. I'm going to focus on my family, that sort of thing, if the other guy is just always moving on you. Yeah, it's, it's very, first of all, it's very difficult, and we stay and we fight in all of these arenas as, as hard as we can. Um, you know, it's interesting, though, like, when you look at the kind of conservative worldview generally, right, like, wh what do we think the best thing to do for a policy is, right? It's not go to the federal government and have them come up with this grand idea that, that you know, that controls all of it. It's, it's local communities, and all the way down to the smallest community being your family, right? Um, 
we tend to, when we get into political conversations, go up to that high level um, to try to think mm -hmm. of like what's the right sort of un grand unifying theory that will like let all of our little blocks come into place around the country. And we're seeing, I think, like you see during COVID, a great example of localism working, right? Florida and Texas are running their states a hell of a lot differently than California is, as I know you painfully are aware. You know that I had dinner outside. Uh, well, I was actually inside, but I met some people outside and we went inside last yeah. night. It was incredible. How, yeah, how did that feel? Mm. It was Very wild. foreign, right? It was like, that I, is crazy. I, I honestly feel I like I'm on another planet you. here. I had dinner with you, what, four weeks ago? Yeah, about a month ago. And you were like a space alien walking in. You were like, <laughs> I don't know. What to do? I, mean, I couldn't believe it. The, yeah, you came and sat in. The first thing you said was, "People are just out being." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's called America." Dude. You're sitting at the table. You were by yourself at first. We, I walk in. I'm look. I'm like wandering, trying to find you. You're sitting at the table. You got your diet coke. You're reading, very relaxed. I'm walking in, like, "My God, is this real?" Yeah. It was, it was like, we, it was like we were all Disney animatronics, yeah. Yeah. audio animatronics. Uh, yeah, they've really that yeah. Glenn Beck one's really good. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so you so you think just you just keep doing that, and then and then is is it hope really at the end that, that their thing burns out because it's not yeah. right, it's well, not just, it's not good. Well, we have to keep fighting it. Like you know, and I think there's separate things too. We talked to a guy from the Convention of States project this week. Yeah, mm. they're in the middle of putting together what they're calling the stack. Yep. And this is a stack from beginning to end to, you know, all of the services, not just, you know, an app, right? Like this is every service from, you know, getting on the internet generally at the beginning, ISPs, uh, servers, everything from beginning to end to make sure that conservative voices can actually be heard. I do think that's a difficult thing. We are all so used to these big services. I think that's part of it. But I mean, generally speaking, like you're not we can, elections can be moved by Twitter, right? Um, uh, I think fundamental principles that last a very long time come down from how you teach your children, mm -hmm. right? How your, how your communities are, are educating uh, kids, uh, how your communities thrive, you know, all together, people working together in, in, in those small groups. And that I think, right, like Texas isn't Texas because, you know, I, I, I generally speaking have good things to think about Greg Abbott, like, you know, some people are running against him uh, in, our, in our company. Um, but, uh, but like, you know, generally speaking, I like Texas, I like the way it's run, but that doesn't come from Greg Abbott, right? Yeah. That comes from the people who are, who prize freedom and, it comes from a lot of people now who, like us, who were living in the Northeast and said, we gotta get the hell out of here and get down there. Life, this is a different nation than people in the Northeast. I have friends in the Northeast who went out to dinner just the other night in eight degree weather outdoors. Outdoors, <laughs> outdoors long johns, winter coats, sweaters, still freezing. Which by the way, then they build outdoor things that technically <laughs> become indoor things. Yes. They, they, they build insane. these ridiculous things. By the way, I'm glad to hear that you allow a little dissension in the ranks. People don't have to vote for the same people. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that, you really done well, it. Well, I've loosened up on that. Before it was my way or the highway. But, but you mentioned uh, you mentioned your belief in God before, and I, I've said on the show many times in the last year, I, I am more of a believer now than I've ever been in my adult life, and I don't think it's disconnected from all of this. Oh, it's not. Yeah, can you talk about that a little bit? Because I do sense that that so, having belief is connected to the way you view government, the so way you, the world. There's the a great book by Ben Sherwood. Um, called uh, Ben Sherwood, right? Yeah. Yeah, Ben Sherwood called Survivors, Survivors Club. Club yeah. I need a guy that sits next yeah, to me. I can just get all the Well, we've been together for so long. Um, it came out around 2009 or 10, somewhere in that area. Um, it's fantastic. What he did was he went around and 
He looked at people who had survived massive trauma, whether it was a plane crash, an economic crash, whatever it was, massive trauma. How did they, who are the survivors? And he found those who have faith in something bigger than themselves, something, a higher power of some sort, they survived. The other ones don't because they just go dark inside and they just see no way out, no way to survive. Those who believe that there is a connection. So me personally, I've talked to Penn Jillette, is a good friend of mine, um, you know, atheist. atheist and, um, and, and I've said to him, you know, Penn, you could be right in the end. We don't know. You could be right. But if this makes me live a more hopeful positive life, I'm all in, you know? And so it, that plays a role. But when you, Nietzsche was right. It wasn't celebratory when he said God is dead. It was a warning mm -hmm. to the Germans. You're ki you've killed God. And once you've killed God, man will replace that with something. And in their case, it was science, technology, and then fascism. Um, and we're headed down the same road. Right. We, we now worship experts who get everything wrong three months before, and then we say to them, oh, teach us again, oh, expert. Right. Don't wear masks, now wear a mask, now wear three masks, now stay home. I just Is did there a, any evidence of this? I, I don't know, I'm the expert. I just did a podcast with uh, Avi Loeb, who is Harvard astrophysicist, yeah. um, and he's fascinating. I mean, his credentials, go on for a page and a half. The guy is brilliant. And we were talking, he just wrote a new book, it just came out this week called Extraterrestrial. Forget about the fascinating, crazy stuff that he talked about, about extraterrestrial life and evidence of that. But he's, his main point, if you read his book, he's also making the point that science has grown so arrogant that they won't question things. Mm -hmm. They'll talk about multiverses. There's no evidence of a multiverse at this love point. Love the multiverse. Right. They love There's it. speculation. <laughs> it answers some questions, but we don't have any evidence of it. We have hard evidence of extraterrestrial life right now. The Pentagon has come out with it in the last couple of years. It's, it's phenomenal what we know, but they won't question. And he talks about basically the same thing that Eisenhower warned us about in his farewell address, which was um, you're going to start to have people that are not driven by curiosity in science and education, but instead are, are driven by money. Who will fund? How can I get money? How can I get prestige? And curiosity will be gone. Curiosity in our society is gone. And we talked, I mean, here I'm yesterday, God guy talking to a, a, an astrophysicist about God. And I said, you know, he said, we've lost our curiosity. And I said, I think that was the point of Jesus. Jesus said, come to me as a child and you'll have everlasting life. Come to me as a child. Well, anybody who has a child, yeah. what's the one question they always ask? What's the one thing they always say? Why? 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 You get to a point where you're like, because it is that way. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? That's what we've lost. We've lost an awe 
of what time we live in, the things that we can do, I believe we're going to cure cancer in the next 10 years. Cure it. It'll be eradicated. We've just wiped out one third of blindness. Just last week it was announced. We can now take artificial corneas and replace them. And you have pure eyesight back. That's a third of all blindness now over. We have to have the awe of what is happening, but we also have to have the humility and uh, to ask why? Well, you think I'm this way. Why? Why do you believe that? Why do you think that would be better? Why do you not think this would be better? Once we get that mastered, gratefulness and why? We put those two together, we're right back on track. And I think too, Glenn, um, it, it is curiosity, but also critical thinking. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. that's just, that's completely dead yeah. in this society. The scientific There's, method. Right, right. There's just no critical thinking, not even just in science, but just in society itself. You yeah. know, you're talking about masks. It's like people would just rather comply and go along with what someone else is saying rather than and it critically happens, think about anything. I think yeah. it happens on all sides. Yes. Q. Come on, use some critical thinking here, yeah. you know? It's easy, it's, it's, a, it's an easy route to answer some questions that are keep getting blocked, but use some critical thinking. And how many people even know what happened yesterday with Q? Um, I, I, about, <laughs> I don't. You told him to answer me this morning about the uh, the guy who came out. Oh yeah, it wasn't yesterday. So okay. if you, there's a if the daily podcast for from the New York Times, he forces me to listen oh. to. Um, and oh, uh, uh, I mean, you'll want to blow your head. <laughs> he true. listens. I listen <laughs> Monday, Wednesday, Friday. He <laughs> listens true. Tuesdays and Thursdays. The, the do they, do they I... talk the way all those NPR things? Oh, talk? oh so irritating. So agonizing. Even that, that faux intellectual. I can't even do it. That oh my, we can. We mock it on our show. Yeah, we do. Give me a line. Yeah. Give me a line. Just uh, <laughs> you be the guest. No. I'll be the. I'll be the <laughs> no. Um, but what's what's really happening <laughs> at the trip? At the Trump <laughs> level, who are these people? And usually, like they'll respond with something. Well. They're all Satanists, and they're huh. they're sacrificing children really? in the basement. Fascinating. I never looked at it that way. <laughs> never a question. But yeah. No, never a question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. never. They're the crazy people. You know, uh, first on the on the why thing that you just mentioned. Over Christmas, we were in Florida with my my niece. She's five years old. And I was flipping through Netflix, and she saw Back to the Future. She said, "What's that?" I said, "Let's watch Back to the Future." Oh, I thought, watch Back to the Future with a five-year-old. We're watching it. She had me pause that thing literally 50 <laughs> right. times to say why. Yes. Why? 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 What? And then I it's realized by the, the end of it. It's the greatest thing of children. Well, because yes. you know what happened by the end? I realized I can't explain anything in that <laughs> time. I don't know what the hell the plus capacitor is. I thought I knew. 1.21 gigawatts is a gigawatt even a value of something. I will tell you that because I, I mean, because I've gone through what you've gone through, what everybody of conservatives is now going through, yeah. I was the test rat yes. for that system. And when you go through that, you do, if you're, if you're normal, you do ask yourself, do, am I that way at all? What makes people think this way? Mm -hmm. And I came to the conclusion that the problem that I have had is when I'm certain. Mm -hmm. Certitude is poisonous. And when you're certain of something, then no one has anything else to teach you. And I've tried to adopt this, this mantra now for me of the only thing I'm certain of 
is that I'm not certain of anything. And I think that comes with age and maturity as well. That, you know, you're so strident because, you know, when you're, when you're 15, I, I'm going to live until I'm 30, but I'm going out in a blaze of glory. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then you get to 29 and a half. Yeah, and you're like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. You know, and then you, you just learn so much. And at some point, you get to a point to where you've seen the cycle come and go. And you're like, oh, crap. I'm still where I was when I was 15. Yeah, you, you, I don't know if you saw it, but well, you guys of course all know, you know Larry King, who was my friend and mentor, yeah, yeah. and in many ways he was like a bonus grandfather I got in the middle of my life. So amazing. Um, I asked him several times in, in interviewing him what he thought the meaning of life was. That's exactly what he said. All I know is I don't know. And this is a guy who, for as many people as we've all interviewed, this guy interviewed everybody. everybody. Yeah. He heard every religious perspective. Yep. He heard every uh, secular perspective. He heard everything. And, and there was a humility to that that I think really translated into his life. We, we only have like two minutes left. Um, so we're going to be all right? <laughs> How about that for a question? Is yeah, it gonna be okay? it's two minutes. On, okay, yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, I th I Bring think us so. On. We're gonna be I, all right. I, I would like to believe so. Yeah. I think it's gonna take. I think it's gonna get worse before it gets better. Yeah. I think it's gonna take more than where we're at now. But I, I would like to believe in uh, in humanity. I would like to believe in society. I think eventually it'll be. It'll I know be there's okay. a four month old back there that hopes you're right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. Well, I guess I'll, I'll switch the question a little bit. Mm -hmm. How much worse do you think it has to get before it gets better? Because that really is the question. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> um, certain things will get worse that we'll notice very vividly, and a lot of things will get better that we won't notice at all. Mm. And I think if over time, that actually is a positive gain, but it's really hard to see, and we should try to spend some more time looking for it. Wow, let me end with a quote, but I want to change um, uh, the definition of a word before I give it to you. When I say I, I mean we, and there's a difference between us and the audience, and that is this. I have seen the promised land. We will get to the promised land. I may not get there with you, but we will get to the promised land. Amen and a woman. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Come on. Okay. Uh, thanks to Sarah Stu and Glenn. And I'm pretty sure if you go to blazetv.com slash Dave right now, you get 30 bucks off your Shut up. subscription. Whoa. That's the type I'm gonna of read. thing. I'm going to subscribe Are twice you? at that. <laughs> Guys, Glenn Beck is, is subscribing, so you may as well. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Get offline for the weekend, and I'll see you on Monday. All right.